Hey, hey there. Welcome to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Jacqueline Robinson, Senior Manager of Content Marketing at Crunchbase, a prospecting platform powered by best-in-class proprietary data. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. It is so wonderful to have you. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Very excited to be here. So give us a quick 30-second maybe 31 or 32 seconds if you have a little bit extra to add, just a little bit about yourself and your role at Crunchbase. And if you have anything to add about, you know, Crunchbase to help us help the audience understand what you guys are all about. Sure. Yeah. So as you mentioned, prospecting platform powered by that best in class proprietary data. So we help over 75 million prospectors connect with decision makers. So those are people in sales and finance, recruiting, business development, even executive leadership. So all of these people are looking to make connections and we help them discover the right companies to reach out to, the right context to reach out to, qualify those opportunities, track those opportunities, and then ultimately engage with the people that they need to engage with, essentially helping people search less, but be able to close more deals. You're the manager of content marketing. So you're all about the content. And one thing that you guys have managed to do that I just think is really cool is you've created all kinds of different content. But as we all know, it's one of the big pressures when creating content is time, just having the time to create what you need. So you guys have done a lot of work to create a community around Crunchbase. You've gotten this community to contribute content that you use, which is sounds like a really cool thing to do and a way to populate you know, your channels with content that you don't have to create yourself. So first, just describe like, how does that work? What kind of community have you created? And let's just start right there. Just describe this community of customers, prospects, users, fans, all that. What does it look like? It's really anyone that connects with the audience that we're trying to connect with at this time, right? So Crunchbase talks to all prospectors. So whether that's a salesperson, an entrepreneur, an investor, you know, we're hoping to create connections with all those people. So a lot of the way that we have built this I guess, contributed content engine is by connecting and building relationships with folks that are in those audiences. So we do that, whether it's reaching out proactively and saying, hey, this is a person that our audience totally respects and we need to make a connection with them and see if we can maybe get some content out of that connection. Um, and that's a big piece of what we do. And there's also an element of leveraging the tools that are available to us to help us make those connections. So I came from a PR background and a big tool that we use kind of on the flip side of this was a tool called Help a Reporter Out, Haro. And essentially you submit an idea. So from my side, Crunchbase would say, hey, we're looking for people to connect with in the sales space, right? And then people on the PR side of things who may have a client that they're trying to represent in the sales space would see that and go, oh, maybe I can pitch my client for this opportunity. So we create connections in that way too. And that's a big part of how we built this contributor network. And there's also an element of Crunchbase being pretty clear in our direction and vision for the account-based approach to any kind of prospecting that you're doing, understanding how a company's doing before you're spamming, you know, individuals at that company with any kind of outreach that isn't really personalized to if they're in a position to buy or whatever that decision that they need to make with you at the helm. So when we're looking for contributors, there are a lot of people that connect with that message and the thing that Crunchbase is trying to purvey and enable people to do. 
And so we get those people naturally coming to us saying, hey, you know, we love the thought leadership that you're sharing on this. We agree and we would love to be part of this contributor network that you are sharing, you know, people's perspectives on. So that's a really big part of how we've been able to build this kind of external content engine. And it's a really fascinating thing. Give me some examples of the kinds of people who are part of the community who are eagerly contributing content. Who are these people and like what kind of content are they are they contributing? Yeah, it depends on the audience that we're trying to connect with. So at the very beginning of my time at Crunchbase, you know, I came in and pitched this idea for a female founder series because we wanted to make those connections with the entrepreneur audience, right? And that was a really cool way to highlight voices and diverse voices in this audience. And then those women were speaking to other women, sharing advice for people, right? That's an awesome way to do that. And then now as we've kind of shifted to this kind of sales focus, a big piece of that are those sales leaders. You know, we're reaching out to those people and seeing if they're able to share content. And examples of that, you know, we've had people from Sixth Sense and Outreach and Sales Hacker, a lot of those businesses, communities, we've worked with them on a lot of great content too. So it really is again, about that relationship building and then making sure that you carry that on over time. A lot of people that we reached out to, you know, 2020, like whatever it might be, we're still working with those people, which is awesome. So you really need to invest in those relationships. How do you, so if you have people from outside the company contributing content, how do you manage that? Like, how do you, because I, I imagine you're going to get content of varying quality. Some that's awesome, some that's really not awesome. How do you manage that process? Yeah, it's challenging. And and you mentioned the the quality piece, right? Everyone wants to talk about themselves and share the story of their company and even themselves, the, their narrative, right? And a big piece of what we do on the content team is kind of police that a little bit and say, oh, this is, you know, a great piece and we love the company story, but we also need to be thinking about the audience that we are trying to reach and how to make this piece of content particularly actionable for them. So any kind of thought leadership content that people are pitching, you know, a lot of people go for the big high profile, what's going to happen in the next couple of years in X industry. And that's great. And of course, there's that kind of thought leadership that needs to be done, but that's not what we focused on. We've really been in the weeds of the tactical day-to-day -day. How do you do your job better, right? And that is what our audience connects with. So that's what we're trying to get people to share with us too. Can anyone contribute to the platform? Like anyone who's just like, yeah, I want to, I want to publish something. Great question. And yeah, we've gone back and forth on that too. Cause of course we want to elevate as many voices as we can. And obviously there's so many perspectives that we would love to share. The answer unfortunately is no, not just absolutely anybody, right? We want to make sure that what they're sharing, they're an expert in. I mean, that's a big piece of it, right? We want to people who know what they're talking about, have experience in the industry that they're trying to share insights about. That's a huge piece of it. So if they're authority in the industry and kind of have done what they're saying they've done, then that's a great way for us, at least, to vet the people that are coming in and make sure that the content is high quality. So do you are you guys able to kind of look at every piece of content that comes in and monitor it and edit it and and all that? Yes. And that's a big piece of what I uh, worked on in the beginning of, of my time at Crutchbase 2. How do we operationalize that? It's a big asking, right? I mean, there's a big undertaking, I should say. 
there's so many people that were reaching out proactively, as I mentioned, like it's kind of a snowball, right? Like you start to do this and the people are like, Ooh, I see someone else was featured on this. I want to be on the Crunchbase blog. What do we do? So that, you know, that kind of begins to snowball. So managing that was challenging. And it got to a point where my email inbox was just like, Whoop, too much to manage. So thankfully we brought on my colleague Asia and she's helped put together this awesome submission form organizes everything on the back end. And then we can ask people for those one line, what is this about? What are you trying to convey with this piece? Who are you? All of those important things that then, you know, obviously inform our decision to move forward with the content. So that's all organized in the back end. And we have more folks to help us with that too now. So yeah, managing, based, <laughs> but it's fun to do too, because of course it's content. I mean, I love content. So it's awesome to be able to get all of that from other people and edit too. Okay. So you, so it sounds like you've evolved this process so that you have to kind of go through the editorial guidelines and so on and submit it in a particular way. And then, so I guess I already asked this a little bit, but like, can anyone submit and then you guys decide which gets published? Yes. So there's always an element of, okay, you know, maybe this is an awesome piece, but does it align with our strategy as a company? Is it the direction that we are going? Is it what we want to be sharing thought leadership about now? And that that's a huge part of our kind of decision-making process as we're going through too. And we have, you know, quarter over quarter focus areas for our content. You know, what are we focusing on this quarter? Helps us wrap our minds around what we need to move forward with from a contributed lens as well. I think one obvious value that you guys are getting from crowdsourcing content in this way, well, it helps save you time. You get content created by other people that you don't have to create yourself. What other value do you get from doing this? There's so many different pieces of this, but I would say the most immediate is kind of that relationship building, right? And when we think about later on, people will always trust people more than a company. And so there are people out there that are advocating for Crunchbase and advocating for working with us because we've created those relationships. There's a lot of value in that, right? And Crunchbase as a brand is pretty darn well known. So I think it just kind of builds on that. The other piece, of course, is the SEO and making sure that, you know, our brand is being <laughs> shared by authoritative voices in the space. So that's why we're looking for people who know what they're talking about also, right? We're not just going to publish anything from anybody, but that piece is is really important too. So we're getting eyes on a lot of this stuff and obviously it brings more people to Crunchbase. So I'm thinking, you know, if you give people this platform and people that actually get a piece approved and published, they're pretty psyched about that. And then they just feel it just strengthens that relationship you're you're not just getting value from them. They're getting a lot of value from you by getting their piece published. Absolutely. And that's something that we try to communicate to, you know, of course, before you go asking anyone for anything, you need to think about what can I provide for them too. You know, Crunchbase brings 75 million people to the platform every year. So think about how, you know, having a piece actually go out through our platform could help your business too and raise visibility not only for yourself, but your business. What's your advice for marketing teams that, want to do this. They want to start crowdsourcing content. Like where do you begin? That's a great question. I'm trying to remember, you know, back in the day, where did I even begin with this? But again, I think it's just thinking about one, putting your audience first. Who do you think that your audience wants to hear from? Doing the backend research on that and making sure you're understanding who they want to connect with and who they care about. From there, I think it's going into, again, that research portion and thinking about that 
person. Reach out to those people. Are they interested in working with you? Are they not? You know, why not? And then making those connections. And also there are those resources that we chatted about. Haro, help a reporter out, you know, places that you can go to to put out the call <laughs> that you're opening something like this. And that's always helpful too. But again, it goes back to that relationship building. Yeah, right. Well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for a great discussion just packed full of great insights. And uh, I love your enthusiasm too. You're just like, you're so into into this topic and, and into marketing. And, you know, that's how we get create great content on the podcast. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Now, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It is a topic that I absolutely love to, to talk about. So I'm glad we aligned on it. And thank you for your time and inviting me here. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.